Welcome to the Nice Price Podcast. I am Quentin, and I'm joined by Enoch, Allie B, Matt, and we're here once again to talk about uh, new reissues and releases, um, records that have come out, records, records that, that come will out. come out. Yeah, yeah. Also, thanks to everybody who listened to week episode number one, the pickle bottle. Thanks for coming back for episode number two, and you might be listening to us on iTunes right now. Why was it called that again? Uh, Ali said the word pickle bottle out loud oh. instead, of, <laughs> instead of like pickle jar. Oh, I see. But yeah, we're on iTunes now. We're hot stuff. Um, like, what do they say on all the other ones? Like, listen, subscribe. Oh, yeah. Rate, rate review. If you like what you hear, smash that like button. Smash that like. Give us some, some stars. Five Give stars, us five please. stars. Give us a review. It helps us in the charts. That's what everyone tells me. Every yeah, podcast helps us. Does it? It helps us. It doesn't hurt. I want three stars. Let's be, let's be, At least let's three. have some humility and let's t- like... Come on. Five give, if we deserve it. Five if we do a good job. Yeah. If we, we nail it like we did with Pickle Bottle, give us five stars. Okay. Four, <laughs> 4.20 stars. Mm, I see. <laughs> I see what that means. All right, so speak, So we're talking about new records, records that are coming out, records that have come out. This week, we're going to talk about the new for the debut studio LP of Dylan Earl, a, uh, a friend of the store. Front of the Nice Price Bookstore, 3106 Hillsborough Street. Raleigh, North Carolina. 27607. Uh, he is a country singer from Arkansas. And uh, we know we actually did a live tape, Live at Nice Price Volume 5 on cassette tape. You can pick it up at any of his shows. And uh, he came to the store and recorded that. That was great. And now he is finally having his first proper album. Um, it is very much uh, honky-tonk music, you would say. And... Uh, it's great. You're and you're gonna hear a song from it, so you can decide for yourself what you think about it. But uh, I love it, and I think that I like it because he had. I think that style of amazing '90s country that I still love so much, and that most people love. I think mm-hmm. um, the Alan Jacksons, the the Travis Tritts of the world. Maybe not Travis, and you know, hairstyle actually. He does kind of have a Travis Tritt thing going on. Dylan does. He's got a. Like There's a, a Richard Petty vibe too, though. Cert- if we're talking about physical appearance. Yeah, you hear that, Dylan? You'll like Richard Petty. Style of. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, the songs are great. The record's great. He's gonna be playing live at Hopscotch Music Festival um, this weekend. He is coming all the way from Arkansas. Um, I think it, it's an insult to call it Arkansas. Have you heard this before? It's yeah, like it's things like really right, bother yeah. them. I say Arkansas because well, they probably hear it every day of their life. Yeah, like, Arkansas. Yeah, it's hard living being from Arkansas. I think, I think they're kind of caught in the middle. Are they the South? Are they like not? Iowa? Are they a border state? Are they not? Because I think Arkansas is not in the South. Probably. Are they a border state? So, like Kentucky's not in the South. Kentucky's a border state, right. and West Virginia is not the South. It's a border state. What was it? What did Arkansas? Oh boy. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Hey, well, there's the podcast title today. What did Arkansas? Anyway, the uh, album called New Country to Be. Um, it's great. If you do like this song you heard, come to the store and buy a copy from us because we'll have it. And if you really love it, buy that live tape too. But yeah, that's that's the thing I'm looking forward to the most is actually hearing this record that I know he's been working on for a long time and finally has the opportunity to, to get it out to everybody. And I hope everybody supports it because it's great. Great stuff. 
As someone who is really familiar with the Nice Price tape, uh, I'm excited to hear the songs kind of repurposed for the studio versions because I know it's a lot of the same material, just kind of redone, reproduced. It is. That's also a humble brag if y'all didn't catch it. Allie mixed the tape. <laughs> and she was, yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, I'm really familiar with it because I spent so much time listening to the stems. Cause I no, I'm no, really I'm familiar with it. I enjoyed it. Because yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, really, I did. Like, like Enoch, I know you talked about it, but I know it's so much better and more in depth because I mixed it by hand. <laughs> Whatever, dude. What do you got, Allie? Oh, I wanted to talk about LCD Sound System's new record, American Dream. Um, So for those of you who aren't familiar, um, James Murphy, the front man, uh, suit-wearing, DFA founder. The word rumpled comes to mind? Yes. I feel like every photo is him, like his hair is smushed in like seven different directions, and he's got like a, a, a wrinkly suit on. Matt, what do you know about wrinkly suits? Li- oh, yeah. <laughs> I practiced in one yesterday, whatever day. Uh, it, it, yeah. it was yesterday. It played, was quite the sight. Played drums in a, I would, no, no jacket, but yeah. Post wedding, hungover band practice yesterday that they were fortunate enough to see. Looked great. Well, they, they complimented me. Could have taken the tie off. I think LSD, he has... LSD. <laughs> uh, LCD, excuse me. James Murphy has an, an About Schmidt vibe. If you remember that DVD cover from the Czech Nicholas where his hair's all fucked up and like he's like unshaven and like, I don't know. That's, I thought that was his thing. It was like his, 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 his steez was, was this like, like, God, yeah, I was out till 6 a.m. last night. <laughs> I don't think he was trying to... Whoopsie dipsie, then. Apologies, I, I James. I, I don't think he's that kind of guy. He makes great guy. records. I'm not, I'm not. I think he was going for a kind of a look because it somehow, I don't know. I think it just kind of gives your music more meaning. Uh, not more know, meaning, you know but more I mean? context. Yeah, exactly. Not more meaning. Yeah. I, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> so is the record good? It's like an 80-year-old guy, though. We'll, we'll link this picture. James that. Murphy? We're uh, passing around. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't look like him. I'm saying like that. He and that. He and the, the Schmidt character dress also, alike. Also, no offense to Jack Nicholson. I don't think he's 80, but old looking, old looking <laughs> fellow on this cover. Maybe now. That's like 15 that's year old. That's true. That's actually when I look at this. this is a, that's a pretty bad burn to say that it looks like about Schmidt. It, is, it looks worse than I did in my memory. Anyhow, how's yeah, the record? So, Good record. Um, so as I was saying, he put on a farewell show, uh, Madison Square Garden, in 2011, at kind of like the peak of LCD Sound System's fame, pretty much. Like they were on the rise, and he was like, "Okay, well, that's it." Um, well, come a then, farewell then, correct me. And yet here they are. Yeah. Hmm. And I know people. People are being critical about that. Like oh, I can't believe. They're releasing another record after they made a big deal, but you know, well, I think he changed his mind, and that's okay. A lot of people uh, think of that kind of move as a cash in, so it like offends. Yeah, it was yeah. like a five night stand, and then people like flew from all over the world to like see the last show, and he's like, "Hey, remember that? Nah, it wasn't the last show." Yeah, but they still came for a good show. I'm know? not against it, honestly, but I can also I see both sides. I can see why someone would be like, "Hey, I flew here from Australia to see what I thought was the last show this band was ever going to play." And then four years later, you put out another record and go another tour. They should be happy about it. You should be like, oh, wow, I actually get to see you more. Yeah. But I, I can vibe on being like... I, yeah, I get both sides. Yeah. yeah. Um, Would you say it's a catch-22? <laughs> <laughs> Quinn, do you know what a catch-22 is? On the spot. Do it's you know a book, what? right? <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fact, a book. Do you know the meaning of the phrase catch-22? Yeah. 
Let's hear it. It's a confident. <laughs> okay, straight goes to the computer. Straight, straight to his um, keyboard. A friend of mine defines it as... Like, it's like a hard thing to decide between, I guess. I don't know. It, the, it, uh, durned if you like, do, durned if you don't. It's like, there is there is no, like... Well, yeah, there's no like right way to do the, something. The purpose that, of the, one in the book Catch-22 like yeah. by Joseph Heller, he is a Air Force pilot during the Korean War, and it's like he's trying to get out of it by being labeled insane. But to be an Air Force, to be willing to get an airplane and fight a war and kill and kill strangers, you have to be insane. Does that make sense? So to be insane to not be fit for duty actually makes you too fit for duty to therefore. So you can't get yeah. out of it. There is no there is no release, and that was called the Catch-22. It's been bastardized. Where did that come? From? You're saying that phrase started with the book. The 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 use of the, that word together to mean that does yes. But where did they get it from? That it means like it's like because it's the Air Force in the book. It's like there's like a you know a form twenty two or something. Do they have a very specific and like, yeah? Jar- and it's jargon like oh there. yeah, you're supposed to oh no he got he got catch twenty two blah, blah blah. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. If I'm wrong, email the store nicepricebooks at gmail dot com and let me know. Or come sure or come by the book. Come by that one if you have. If I'm wrong about that, uh, come talk to Quentin about it. Don't talk to me about it. I want to hear it. But um, I don't know anything about it. Yeah, actually, yeah. Inform Quentin. He don't know anything about Cash Twenty Two. Talk me here off. Anyway, Ali misused it earlier in conversation. I just actually realized that I didn't know what it really meant. We were like, double checking somehow... that we weren't using it wrong. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I misunderstood. My bad. That was some pre-roll that you didn't get to hear. But that's what happens behind the scenes here at the Nice Price Podcast. Some demos and rarities will come out later. <laughs> How is the um, record? So uh, there have been some good reviews, some bad. Um, Pitchfork rated it Best New Music. I guess like it might be that kind of thing where it's like super fans are like, oh, this isn't what it used to be like. It's not really what I wanted to hear. It's never going to be what they want to hear. Exactly, yeah. And um, Fucking super fans. It sounds different. <laughs> it's, it's a new, a new view. Um, I Can you think give me a, it, if you, well, I think if you want to get a feel for what the album is about, um, you should check out American Dream, the title track. Um, it, it contains a, a lot of the themes that pop up throughout the rest of the record. And it's a cool vibe. The beginning synth sound struck me as Twin Peaksy, which is neat. OG Twin Peaks or the new one? The, well, all. you know the the like theme song. The the new one is still OG though. Like it's oh, word? thematically. Do they use the same one? I haven't seen the new. Uh, one, well, they use the same theme. Yeah. I just meant the overall vibe. Yeah. In the, yeah. Any, any music that is going to be played in one is probably played in the other. Oh, I misunderstood. Then I haven't seen it. I thought it was like, is it not picking? Is it picking up from when it left off? No, it's, it's picking up twenty five years it's later. It's in real okay. time. Yeah, like that much time has actually gone by. I guess we should talk too. about the the original soundtrack then of Twin Peaks. Yeah, why not? Okay, I'm it down. came up naturally. Yeah, it did. Um, well, now not so much because now we're like talking about it. Oh well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, no, she said it. I reminded so, her of Twin hey, Peaks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a so, natural segue. My question is: so it's set. New Twin Peaks is set today. Yeah, it's set today. Okay, but okay. And then the old one is set then. Like it's they're both same time, same timeline in real. It's. How much time we haven't seen the show has passed in the show. Too. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if it was like an anthology so series. No, 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 where no. it was like, is the same people as twin or same like writers, producers, directors, but the actual characters in the story are different. But it's the same characters and everything. It's the same characters, same, same actors. Yeah. Dag on. Did anybody die? Some people died. Some people uh, died right after. Laura Palmer is dead. Wrapped in plastic. 
Okay. Have you ever seen Twin Peaks? Okay, not not really. Yeah, this isn't going over so well. (laughs) It's about a death. That was the. Okay, I saw the very beginning scene of the very first episode is like them wash a body washing up on the beach, and it's yes. Okay, the plot the plot of the show is them trying to figure out who killed. Yeah, I saw season one. I rented it. I passed out on the couch one time while the menu screen was up, and I had nightmares because the <laughs> it was someone chopping wood for nine consecutive hours in my brain, <laughs> over and over forever. That I remember that. I remember Rachel and I getting sick of it and not finishing it, and me going on Wikipedia to read what happened and being disgusted and being like, "What?" Like the the way that I'm not going to give this spoil. Excuse me, the spoiler, but like I remember the way the second season ended being like absolutely insane. Second season is is a is a long watch. First season is amazing. First season's great, and the like first like eight episodes of the second season is like really good too. But I think David Lynch had to like leave for a minute. Yeah. Um, and, and what was tight about this new season is that he directed all of them. Back in the mix. Yeah. We had finished off him having to leave. Well, David Lynch like came back for like the last episode of the original series, um, and then he's like the main force of like the whole series. I mean, Mark Frost, who's also directed, di- directs it, and like is more of like the soap opera kind of voice in the series, is also there. Um, but like David Lynch had like main like creative control. So where? So this is the third season then of the show. Technically, yeah. Where is it above two? This season, I would, would say. You like it? I would say this is the new series is like the best of the three. Snap! I haven't watched as much as Quentin sounds like he has, but uh, it's getting pretty. The general consensus among speaking of super fans is that it is just as good, if not better, than anything so far. Yeah, I've seen every episode of, except for the last two, which came out this past Sunday. Um, I would just have hey, to if anybody's seen it. those, go ahead and email us spoilers. I'll read them to Quentin. <laughs> um, but the cool thing about the soundtrack is that um, people actually play inside the roadhouse like live, like while like characters and uh, like other like the credits are rolling by or something like that. So like, Arvar Simone, uh, Chromatics, the Cactus Blossoms, all like played in the roadhouse, like as characters were doing their own thing and like. Every once in a while, it would cut to them, but all the t- all of the while, the music would be playing and the whole song would play and stuff like that, which I thought was really cool and uh, also a, like a good way to uh, um, introduce like some new artists because this uh, band called uh, Trouble, who had a track called Snake Eyes, had um, David Lynch's son Riley Lynch and this guy from um, this band called Dirty Beaches, which I also really like, um, and they had like a really cool instrumental track, which is my favorite track on the soundtrack so far. That's what's up. I like the idea. I like it when they incorporate. Like, I like the cheesy, like, teen movie where there's a band playing at the Piles party, but it's, of course, like, it's, a, it's an actually a famous huge band or whatever. Oh, cool. Mighty Mighty Boston's at this party. Precisely. <laughs> I love that. That's my joint. It's like a bunch of teenagers, like a 45-year-old ska band playing. It's like, this is, I love this. But I like it because it's, like, uh, there's, like, some country music, some, like, synth pop, and, like, some, like, darker music and, like, Sacred Bones, like kind of stuff too um and it all it all like fit the tone of the show and the tone of like the episode which i thought was really cool and it also just has a lot of um scoring from angelo badalamenti who scored the original series too it's also giving these young bands exposure who are probably twin peaks super fans yeah exactly that dirty beaches guy i know he is and so that's just a cool move on whoever decided to do that 
to like, hey, this is your favorite. To show. like incorporate you it, music. like actually into music like the plot it. of. <laughs> yeah, it's like if Law and Order SVU started having bands on, and you I had think, a band, and, and I had a band. In the most recent episode, I seen um, Eddie Vedder um, played like a a deep cut this on acoustic guitar. Hey, <laughs> at least it wasn't a ukulele this time. <laughs> he did the uh, Into the oh, Wild yeah, soundtrack that. on ukulele. I remember that. Unbelievable. What else we got coming up this week, fellas and ladies? Now let's talk about the new hoof. The new hoof. Um, Mountain Moves is what it's called. Um, I think they released it two weeks early on Bandcamp, and um, they like donated all the proceeds, like digital digital um, sales, to the Emergent Fund, which is a some sort of charity. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I think the focus is a lot on like uh, immigration awareness and uh, helping anyone that is struggling with that right now. Yeah, this is a super dope way to promote your record and also like to help people out in this in the process. Um, I listened to it a few times and I really liked it. Um, I liked the features. It had Zinia Rubinos, um, which is uh, that's actually my favorite track on the record. It also had um, the woman from Stereo Lab. I forget her name. Letitia Sadler, I think. Yeah. Yes, um, correct. And also. The front woman of Y Oak, which I can't remember the name. Jen Wasner. Jen Wasner. Yeah. Durham, North Carolina, resident. I believe. Resident. Yes. Yeah. Um, do they always do features like this? This is a no, new not right? this much. I'm, there's like five on the track listing that I saw. I didn't even recognize some of the names. Yeah, and a couple of them are like. Um, there's a Bob Marley cover at the end, um, and there's like really? a Staple Singers yeah. cover a, too. The Staple Singers cover is really good. What Bob Marley song is it? Um, strong, stra- strong axe. Strong yeah. axe. I didn't know it off, off the top of my head by the title. Hmm. But. Have you, 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 was hoping, you were hoping for the sheriff one? Yeah, I heard the whole the thing um, two times. But it's really dancey. It's like got like hard dance grooves and not as much like abrasive, erratic drum sing- like drum time signatures and stuff. And like, yeah, I got that vibe too. It still has. It's still uh, definitely like a deer hoof record. Her her uh, we'll call it whimsical vocal style. <laughs> Is uh, still obviously the main like. Enix over here rolling an eyes. I know Enix like. <laughs> I didn't roll my eyes. I I tilted my head at an odd angle and said like whimsical. You did a physical like contortion. <laughs> I'm not the biggest Deerhoof fan in the world. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll from, admit it. From David Lynch into Deerhoof. It, it, you'd be what? hard pressed to find a better twosome for me. Twofer. That, that I'm not super duper into. Um, but I well, you don't the, like any David Lynch movies. Um, I'm not sure. Enoch doesn't watch movies, first I, of all. I'm not. I, I don't know. What's he? I know he did um, Wild at Heart, right? Wild yes. at Heart, uh, Blue Velvet. Blue Velvet. I think I saw Blue Velvet. I might have seen that Eraser one. Eraserhead, Elephant Man. Mohan Drive. Well, well. So I might have seen Blue Velvet. I feel like I did. Is that the one that has a Roy Orbison song in it? Yes. I've at least seen that scene for sure. It's a pretty good scene. Um, and I know what he looks like. And I know that. He's really good in that episode of Louie, or the three episodes of Louie he was in. He was uh, like the the guy who like was trying to get him on the Letterman show. I haven't seen that. Oh, I've seen I know, some Louie. I know one thing that I wanted to mention about Deerhoof. Um, do you know who they just got off of tour with? Pearl Jam. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> was Whoa. Close. I, was, I was looking at their Instagram to just see what... They put out a lot of records. I like the band, it's just but they I don't, both have cool but I don't follow each. <laughs> I don't follow each record because I feel like it's like one every year, and I have an idea, or at least I think I have an idea of what it probably sounds like. So I think I the like Chili Peppers have put out one record a year. 
deer hoof. Oh, okay. My bad. Um, and so I was looking at their Instagram when I was looking up stuff about this new record and all the some of the most recent things that they're posting is like tonight in Montreal. We're playing a soccer stadium because yeah. we're playing with and it's like pictures of pictures of them in like these huge arenas and stadiums and it's like, like wow they're huge thanks, in Vancouver thanks to the whole Red Hot Chili Peppers crew for an amazing tour I'm like why are Deerhoof and Red Hot Chili Peppers fucking hanging out yeah I saw I do um, <laughs> one story that I, I hope is true I think is probably not true I don't know I've heard that Red Hot Chili Peppers the members of the band dislike one another so much that they all fly, fly privately from city to city while they're on tour I fuck with that though I think it's fresh but I think I told they dislike each other so much they don't even share private jets so like flea <laughs> takes his own private jet the guy looks like will ferrell takes one anthony kiedis <laughs> takes one and dave no- who else in the man john frushant is frushanti back in or did it- i don't know either way they all fly separately <laughs> i have this like mental image of them all kind of like passing each other in the sky and trying to not look out the window and acknowledge <laughs> each other because it's like really embarrassing but then each one has like their own like design on the side of the jet <laughs> Oh, like yeah. they've like decked it out in like their own like personal vibe. Flames. Yeah, Flea's like got a fucking Lakers logo and all that stuff. He's a big Lakers fan, I've heard. He had a really funny part of a movie I really like. Big Lebowski. He crushes uh, Baby Driver. Oh, I haven't seen it. Oh yeah, I remember movie. that. Do you recommend? Inescapable. I think it's still in theaters. It's so good. The iPod movie, right? That's super sure. good. Sure, we'll call it the iPod movie. Maybe you should go to see a movie. Top five movies I've seen this year. All right. Wow. Same here. <laughs> Enoch has only seen five Every, movies this year. I, if that. One. Frozen at home? Nope. It was uh, Beating the Beast. You mentioned it last We talked about it on oh, the right, episode right, last right. week. Yeah, I saw Beauty and the Beast. Oh, no, you, and you Rumble. Colon, The Indians Who Rocked the World, a documentary that Nice Price helped put on at uh, King's. That was great. Oh, yeah, you sort of had to. I wanted to. I loved it. Okay. Um, and Coltrane. Didn't you see that? I did not. I forget. I was out of town. Me too. Mm-hmm. Where were you? Dang. I don't recall. Somewhere cool. I think I was in... Yeah, me too. Yeah, really chill. <laughs> what else we got? Matt, what you got coming up? Um, you mentioned Rumble. Mm-hmm. The Native Americans who rock the world. Yep. Uh, they actually... They use the term Indian, which I'm told is okay. American Indian is preferable to Native American, I, I've heard. Well, then I didn't know First Nation. I anyway, it features Link Ray pretty heavily, I would imagine. Huge, I was huge, huge. Out of town for the viewing of this movie. But, he's um, the th- he's the thread that runs. So like it opens with him, mm-hmm. and it always cycles back to and weaves around him, and um, it opens actually with a Link Ray impersonator. Hmm. <laughs> I, like, well, not he doesn't do it for a living. There's a dude dressed like Link Ray playing the rumble, well, miming the rumble lick while they play it. And then over people talking about how, how like important and huge that riff was and stuff like that. From the hard, cold soil of Dunn, North Carolina. Yep. Link Ray. Um, finally reissued for the first time for whatever reason. I don't know if that was like a, an estate. I think it was label mumbo jumbo. Thing. Yeah. Um, perfect record, I would say. 10 out of 10. Uh, 10 out of 10. Yeah. 11 out of 10. I'll say it. Fuck it. 12 out of 10. Um, there's no rules here. <laughs> no rules in the email. What do you have to say about the new Link Ray album? I, I think um, there's a couple things about this reissue that are cool. One, you can actually get your hands on the record, which is cool. Um, two, they did a neato thing with the cover where the image of Link, if you've seen the cover, it's a, him in profile. Um, it's a die cut, so that actually flips open. And then inside there's a liner note that talks about the making of the record, which that part has become a big part of the mythology of the record because instead of it being in a normal studio, even though he was a, like a famous 
at least legendary musician at the makeshift time. chicken shack in yeah. rural maryland <laughs> yeah yeah a, a shack that maybe wasn't quite suitable for chickens and yet they recorded four three or four great records in it and this one being just an unbelievable album but it, it was at a shack in his uh his backyard in akakik maryland which is uh one of those coastal interwater the intercoastal waterway towns in maryland and uh all, all hell just broke loose the daisy <laughs> bingo bungo Matt, Matt's not, he's not used to alarm clock life. <laughs> Roll out of bed. Make it when alarms? I make it. You'll see I, me when I see Well, no, it. I set it as stopwatch instead of alarm so that it wouldn't do that. I thought it was noise. just going to be like us looking at the timer instead of, instead of making a noise. What but a ding but dong. do you use alarms? Yeah. Behind you the music. On your own. No, I actually I don't use, use alarms. alarms. No alarm. No alarm for you? You, you wake up naturally, don't you? Like, fruits oh, of, daughters. Fruits of my loin. Go this no, way here. Well, no. If I have to go to work, I set it. Like, I don't... If I don't have to be up for anything, I don't put. I don't well, set an alarm. But don't you go to work kind of late? Don't you wake up on your own on time? On Fridays and Sundays, I have to be at work at 11 a.m., which means I have to wake up at 10, which is not the easiest for me, <laughs> generally. Uh, sure. Well, you stay up all night eating sweet tarts. It's hard to get to bed. Hopped up on goofballs. <laughs> No, <laughs> no goofballs. Um, <laughs> Those are. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like today, I'm going to work at six. I'm obviously not going to set an alarm for that. But right. I have a, I do have a couple of shifts that require alarms. It's a good way to do it. It's cool. All right, back to Link Ray. He's great. Check out the record, self titled. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna. You, you can check out one song from it later. We're gonna play a song called Jukebox Mama. Uh, it rules. You'll hear that later on in the show. So stick around. And um, and check it out. And if you do enjoy it, of course, swing by Nice Price Books and Records, Raleigh, North Carolina, 3106 Hillsborough Street, 27607. If you, for some reason, can't do that, you live elsewhere, go to your local record store. And if not, Tidal Waves Music, which is distributed by Light in the Attic, is the one you put the record out. You can go on lightintheattic.net or .com and, uh, and pick up a copy. And uh, But yeah, listen to Jukebox Mama. Tell us if you like it. And, um, and check so it out. So not later in the show, now. Actually, yeah, let's do it now. Okay. Don't talk about it, be about it. We're going to play Jukebox Mama by Link Ray from his self-titled album from 1971, I want to say. And we'll be back with more. Make it love me weak. 
welcome back. You just heard Jigbox Box. <laughs> <laughs> or did you? Uh, Take two. Welcome back. You just heard Jukebox Mama by Link Gray. Um, Jukebox Mommy. Uh, the seven, uh, 1971, do we think I think that? it was 7170. Record. A self-titled um, record. Uh, uh, you know what? If, you, uh, if we're wrong, email us, nicepricebooks at gmail.com. Let us know. We got it. Yeah. We know I just it. love that song, Fall in Rain. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, and it's extremely relevant right now, I think. Really? Um, yeah, I, you know that lyric, like, the whole world has gone insane. Like, all that's, all I have left is Fallen Rain. This song, like, feels like Fallen Rain. Yeah, In a does. way it does, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I like um, my boy Carl Blau's version of it. He did a nine-minute ver- nine version of it um, Woo! for... Uh, a jammer. Yeah, uh, for his record, uh, Introducing Carl Blau, which is, like, all, like, traditional country covers. Ironic, no? Introducing, then it's all other people's songs? Yeah, <laughs> and also it's like one of his like fifth or sixth record. <laughs> okay, I like it a lot yeah. now. Actually, I would love now to I think it's that. funny. Yeah. Did, what? How did he make it so he like added a jammer in the middle of it? Or I think he like jammed on it okay. for a while. I gotta hear that. Vamp. It's really yeah. It's a really good cover. I like that song and Ice People off Link Ray. I really like those tracks a lot. And I, I didn't. I don't know. I I didn't expect to like it. I guess. I mean, I, it's like a, I like it. I mean, <laughs> it's okay. You're, I'm an old dork. You're young and cool. <laughs> no, I mean like some like classic records like that. I don't like. Maybe it's like not my thing usually, but yeah, like yeah, Link, for sure. Link Ray is like like that record is really really good. On, if I had read the if that came out now in the exact same description that you would read like in press to describe that this album, I probably would roll my eyes at it and not want to listen to it. So I sort of feel you. Yeah. Like, White, yeah, exactly. Like, like bluesy, swampy, foot stomping, hand foot clapping. I'll yeah, be like, like oh, get the fuck bullshit. out of here like, with this black guy. Kill shit. me, yeah. I'm, g- I'm going to cut you out of Look, the entire podcast. Nice price books at gmail.com. Am I a snob? Email us. Let us know. Let me know, I guess. Please are you say mean? Huh? Uh-huh. Are, are you? But yeah, Link Gray self titled. There's a lot of great songs on that record. It's definitely worth a listen. Or yeah, am I mean? Listens. I feel like I've been being mean lately. Am I being mean? Let us know. God. I got niched. Nicepricebooks at gmail.com. Yep. Let me know. What, um, all right. What are you doing this weekend, Matt? I'm doing what everyone at this table is doing this weekend. Going to Hopscotch Music Festival in downtown Raleigh. Can't wait. Thursday through Sunday. Um, Give us your number one. Number one. Yeah, I don't. Do you have a number one, Quentin, while I think about it? Uh, My number one is Mount Erie, but it'll already have passed by the time the podcast goes out. So see Solange tomorrow if you listen to it on the premiere date. Cool. Speaking of, real quick though, last week, Quentin, you went camping on the beach, correct? Yeah, this past weekend. Ooh. Oh, hang on. Ooh, yeah, hang on, real quick. Uh, Matt, remind us, what do you think about the beach? <laughs> Not that big of a fan. Not of the a beach. Hates it. So uh, I want to read a quick bit of correspondence. I texted Quentin, Did you get bit by a shark? Quentin said, No, but I got bit by an alive sand dollar. <laughs> Quentin, do you care to expand on that? My friend, my friend Madison, shout out Madison, um, uh, handed me like a live sand dollar while we were in the ocean, and I, I was like, oh, th- this is the thing that I've exists. never seen one alive in my entire life. Allie is losing all control. <laughs> I was to call an ambulance. I didn't even know they like existed alive. I thought they were just like 
Uh, okay, I'm glad you said that. I thought they were more like formations. I thought they were like coral. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know they like swim around and stuff, but Precisely. they have like little bristles. They have little bristles that like can like nibble on you with. And it bit you. Well, it like it like tickled me. Like Let nib- me nibbed at it, me. Let me see the scar. Where did it get you? It didn't. Uh, it didn't leave a mark. It's the small. It's got little bristles. <laughs> oh, I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> Yeah. Did you get bit by a shark? All, all the run on sentence. No, but I got bit by an alive sand dollar. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, yeah, I had no idea that they even moved. I thought yeah, they look really like brown and like mud colored and fleshy underneath. Slimy. Yeah, they're pretty. Oh, they're still hard, but they're kind of slimy too. What did it taste like? Did you bite it? I didn't bite it. <laughs> you didn't bite it back. No. Get even. Was this in the water or on the sand? In the water. How was camping? It was fine. Fine. I went to Myrtle Beach instead of uh, Outer Banks last minute. Hell Whoa, yeah. that's a crazy switch up. Yeah. Did it rain? It was raining here. It rained you, you on... You get breakfast out anywhere? <laughs> Not. <laughs> I didn't catch that. It was so I'll tell you later. Wait. I'll tell you off mic. <laughs> so Enoch just told a joke that went over Al- Alan's head. Right over. It was right over. Just to one of... It's just one of Matt's family traditions, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Update, now Enoch has lost control. Just create more work for Allie. We're professionals here, episode number two of the podcast. We've already done one episode, we feel like we're pretty sure about how to do this professionally. Slam dunk. Earlier I had to leave to go pull a nose hair out because I was worried it was whistling into the microphone. <laughs> that's the level of professionalism we have. We're going to get better equipment, I think, we're soon. Podcast. Yeah, also, I, all the people that I'm friends with who are really nice and were nice enough to listen to the podcast, and every single one of them complained about our microphones. Sorry. Yeah, we, we know. Okay. Shouts out to Mike Robinson who uh, gave For us everything. A- Mike rules. But... Uh, mm-hmm. Mike was actually the first, so he's cool. And then it was like everyone else. The name. Need new mics. They get better mics. Hence the name. Uh, Because his name's Mike. You can catch Mike playing bass (laughs) two times in a row at Person Street Bar, North Carolina, Saturday afternoon. Dinwiddie's present. I heard. I heard Person Street is becoming Dinwiddie USA. That's what I've heard. Yep. Be there, be square. That's right, Dinwiddie's. So yeah, we're all doing we're all doing hopscotch this weekend. My number one is Brian Jones Sound Massacre. Quentin's is Mount Erie. Allie, you're number one. Oh, man. That is so hard. I, I, Maybe a tie between Big Thief and Aldous Harding. Yeah, Aldous uh, Harding is m- playing tomorrow if you're listening to it on the premiere date. It's on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because this will be out on Friday. I forget who's playing what day. So, um, Mount Erie's on Thief, Thursday, and so Brian is Brian Jones Jonestown, Town Massacre. Future yeah. Islands, Big Kevin Thief Morby. Big Thief is kicking it off. Seven Dylan on Earl. Thursday. Yeah. Kevin Morby, I'm also Beverly really Tender. stoked on. Beverly Tender. Shout out to Beverly Tender. Close friends on Sis on Friday at Neptunes. It's going to be great. Lively. I'm looking forward to it. Would you, I'm going to go, just to shift gears, I'm going to go with I Love McConan. That's probably, that's, I think you're right, that's the underrated one, as far as like pure fun. It's going to be a blast. Party in City Plaza. He's cool. He's Seems cool. cool. He's really cool. It's all like a Vice doc. He seemed cool as shit. Word up! Shout out to McConan. What I don't know what night I, I don't, I'm I'm bad at remembering when is. When. Uh, McConan is uh, Friday night, I think. Okay, opening the Big Boy show. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also excited to hear some new stuff that I haven't heard before. Yeah, there's several people that I've heard about or have heard recording, but I'm like used to more. I'm really no idea what the live show is like, but I liked the record a lot. 
so it'll be pretty cool. I'm also gonna I'm also gonna see a bunch of buddies play. There's like several portions of each night. That's there are, there isn't necessarily a national um, act that I either care about or know anything about. So I'm just gonna go see like Convoy or whomever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to just see friends and hang out and friends' bands, friends of friends' bands. Hopscotch rules. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Raleigh's Pride and Joy, probably. Oh, yeah. Also, if you're coming to the store, we're closing every day at 5 o'clock, and we're actually closed all day Sunday, so don't do that. Don't come to the store on Unless Sunday. Unless it's during those hours. And then on Sunday, don't come at all. Not welcome. Nope. No customers welcome. Um, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we're closing at 5 o'clock, so we can all be at shows on time and have, have more fun. Um, well, hey, <laughs> that was the second episode of the Nice Price Podcast. Uh, if you like the show, let us know on the internet give us a rating we're on a, give uh, us a rating Apple on iTunes we're on now. iTunes we're big we're hot shit you know and um and email us at nicepricebooks at gmail.com come by the store 3106 Hillsborough Street Raleigh North Carolina 27607 and find us on Instagram and Twitter at nicepricebooks and please listen to those songs and if you like them buy the records from them or from us or from anyone really and if you got any other comments questions concerns corrections Send them along. We're curious. Let us know. We love you. Jobless. <laughs> and you're about to hear Draw the Line by Dylan Earl from his first record, New Country to Be. She was a beauty. Beauty. She was a beauty. I was wrong to think I'd keep her from my mind From my mind Did I love her? Love her I did love her the most Now I can't bear to dream of her can't say goodbye She left the door wide open to my heart If I close it years I'll cry But if I don't I might as well die For she can make the tears fall down my face Just can't say goodbye
If I close it, tears I'll cry But if I don't, I might as well die For she make the tears fall down my, my face She put me in 